Welcome to Sefer Eov. We are Tainfanach. This is a beautiful Sefer in a deep sense. Of course, it starts off very tragic. We'll go through the story. One of the hardest books of Nach to read, actually, in terms of the vocab, just it's very terse, very cryptic. The words aren't easy. It's not easy to put together making it all the more important to learn the Mepharshim well and learn the Mepharshim properly. Um, what is Sefer Eov and who was Eov? So there's a bit of a machlokes in the Gemara Baba Basra, Yudala Dhammabes, who exactly Eov was. There's even an opinion that Eov wasn't Jewish. Fascinatingly, the Rambam in his Igeres Hashmar, I think it is, or Igeres Teiman, um, says that he, he holds by that. He says that Eov actually wasn't Jewish, which is remarkable. Um, here are the other opinions. Eov lived in the days of Avram Avinu, the days of Yaakov. According to one opinion, he married Yaakov's daughter Dina. In the days of Moshe, in the days of the spies, in the days of the judges, in the days of Achashverosh, in the days of the custom, or one of those who came from Babel to Eretz Yisrael in the second Beis Amikdash. Fascinating. Everyone seems to agree he was a person of spiritual greatness. Even during his travails and challenges where he seems to criticize Hashem, we'll see a machlokes about how far he sank. You know, was he actually doubting Hashem? Did he actually uh, you know, fall philosophically foul of proper Jewish philosophy? Or did he, was he just asking questions? Was he just asking questions? Um, the Gemara says that Eov was a Novi. Um, he was also a Baltzadokan as he gave money. He was a philanthropist. He gave money to Stoka. Um, he took on the dual role of uh, being a shoter and a um, shofet, and was a judge and a bailiff. Uh, and he would bring doctors to heal the sick. Uh, the Gemara Babasa t- says that Eov, in certain respects, is greater than Avram Avinu, which is remarkable. And by the way, the Ibn Ezra, right at the beginning of Sefer Eov, favors the idea that he was one of Esau's sons, which is fascinating because his hometown was Utz. Rashi says, no, Utz is referring to something else. Uh, Pachan Yitzchak quotes from Haigon, who says that, um, uh, that uh, there is an opinion in the Gemara that Eov didn't exist. It was there just as a lesson, um, which, uh, which is really, really interesting. Um, he has a, is a, is a twist on that about someone existing to teach a lesson. Anyway, uh, the question is, what is Eov about and who wrote the book of Eov? So what is Eov about? Eov is about one thing only, and that is very simple. Well, complicated idea, but simple in terms of one message and not various like we saw in Mishlei. Um, it's simple. It's talking about why do good people suffer? It's Sadiq Varala. Why is it the good people are going to see like Eov have they suffer, they go through hardships, challenges. What is the meaning of that? Um, that's, that's very simple. Uh, Moshe Rabbeinu, by the way, wrote the book of Eov. Uh, the Gemara says that, that's one opinion. But I guess that may depend on way, when Eov lived. Of course, if Eov lived after the era of Moshe Rabbeinu, then it's very unlikely that Moshe Rabbeinu um, wrote the book. <laughs> um, lastly, what actually happens in Sefer Eov? So here we go. Uh, we're introduced to a person called Eov. He's handed over by the Satan. Whether it was a person or an angel, the Ibn Ezra debates in Possibavah for the first parak. The Rabbag says it wasn't a satan, it's just a parable. It's a parable of conveying Hashem's thought process, so to speak. What happens is, uh, a Rav Sadi says it was a jealous person. So we've got the video, it's either an angel or a moshal or a person. Again, the crypticness is safe for Eo with these different opinions. Now, what happened over here? So Eo had a beautiful family, wealth, everything going for him. 
Um, and then on one Rosh Hashanah, as the Rashi Ibn Ezra writes, Hashem decides to test him. He has suffering. His kids are taken away from him. Uh, all in order, and he loses wealth, all in order to test Eov's commitment to Hashem. Um, uh, the Ralbag writes that, however, there was a positive base. There was a specific instruction not to kill Eov. He should only have suffering, only physical illnesses, not uh, killed. Now that, he says, teach us that Hashem will never abandon us. Um, there is, as we said, a debate whether he accepted this with love or fear or none of the above. Um, the Zohar adds another layer of intrigue. He says that this was a response to the Satan's claim that we were not worthy of going through the Yamsuf when we left Egypt. So Eov was somehow supposed to be uh, kind of solving that, that uh, indictment of Kal Yisrael. Um, that's exactly what Eov was. Um, there are uh, there is also debate, but I guess we'll get to the end of what happens at the end of Sefer Eov. I mean, we've got Eov suffering, we've got his questions, his three friends come to comfort him. Eventually, you know, at the end, he speaks to Hashem. Um, and the question is, the Ramban says that actually his kids were restored to him. His kids were not, didn't really die. They were just taken away. They were just restored. Whereas others disagree with that as well. That is effectively the book of Sefer Eov. And we're going to learn that together again. Remember, it's cryptic. It's not easy. But that is the Sefer Eov.